Hi everyone, welcome to episode 16 of the Dane's World podcast, and I kind of duped you, didn't I? Because last episode I told you I was not going to be having guests anytime soon, and here we are. We have our first guest, it's uh, Jace Kimbrell from Formalities. How are you doing today? I'm good. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, yes. The first, the first friend I made at School of Rock. Yes. Um, and we, we've been, you know, in a few like one-off projects ever since then, and then finally formalities kind of stuck. Yeah, man, it's great to get this chance. I've been, uh, I know we've been talking about uh, getting me on one of these podcasts and you getting guests because I've been listening to your podcasts and I love them. I listen to them whenever I can. Listen to them freaking when I sleep sometimes. I'm super excited for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for saying all that. Um, I I kind of saw you as like probably... I, I can't really gauge it properly, but probably probably my biggest supporter, and so I wanted to have you do the honors and be the first guest here. Yeah, I, I'm honestly really honored. <laughs> I was talking about it earlier, and I'm like, man, I'm so honored to be to be on Dane's World and be the first guest. Like, it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I felt like like I was having fun doing all of this by myself, but I. Um, I think I said this same thing to to Matt at our last practice. Like yeah. I could, I can only go so long stuck in my head like this. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. I need, uh, you know, to start getting some other people to sort of bounce my thoughts off of and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, there's definitely times where uh, I have tons of friends who come to me and can like when they need to talk about something they come to me and I can kind of talk about it for a little while but definitely because we have some deep deep conversations and they can go for an hour sometimes uh, sometimes two but like yeah it gets pretty hard to keep talking about it after a while so I totally get it talking with someone though is really nice yeah yeah So, what have you been up to? Uh, I know we ourselves haven't exactly filled each other in in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Same old thing, really. I've been working at Taco Bell. Um, Recently, we are actually closed till this upcoming Tuesday because one of our managers and upper bosses got COVID and some of our managers were around them but mm, okay. the good news is I wasn't around any of them <clears throat> like in the past week before that even happened and it, w- it was at a board meeting in like a couple hours it was either after the board meeting or like the day after the someone got tested positive but I see yeah that's a little crazy but um yeah it's it's creeping up. It's crazy how like every week it gets closer yeah, because it's, it's it's really coming back and yeah 
feel like people are kind of forgetting about it almost. There's more people just... Yeah, that's the weird part, is that, yeah. is that like, a lot of things are opening up right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's definitely the worst time to have that happen. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that colleges are mostly closed right now. Um, oh yeah. I mean, my girlfriend, she her college is closed, and yeah. I mean, my high school got shut down again. Oh really? And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, th weeks, so. I think my local high school, the one I went to, is still is still doing physical courses, but I think they only do it like two or three times a week. Like, like PE classes or something? No, like just anything in person. Oh. Um, yeah, I worded that weirdly, but like... <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they do like... I don't know for sure because I don't know anybody that goes there anymore, but they they probably do like two to three in-person classes a, yeah. a week, and then the rest is like online. Yeah, before, before they shut it down again, it was... When we did go back, I went back Mondays and Tuesdays. It was like A, last names A through K. And then Thursdays and Fridays were the other half and Wednesdays you'd have off. But That's a good system. Yeah, it's, it was pretty nice, honestly. Um, but yeah, times have changed now. <clears throat> yeah, but it, it does look like we're getting some moderate success out of the vaccines so we'll see where those go um, a little bit yeah i've, I've kind of looked into the vaccines a little bit um i don't know i don't know too much about it i've heard some things about it i've heard some other things about it yeah it's it's tricky because it's there's i've noticed there's a ton of misinformation about them yeah um and I think people need to be careful on what kind of research they do because right now there are only two functioning vaccines in the U.S. right now, and that's Pfizer and Moderna. Okay. Um, and Moderna just got just got approved yesterday, I believe, so that hasn't even been used yet. Okay. Um, but Pfizer is the one that currently all of the politicians are getting, and all of the healthcare worker workers are starting to get. Yeah, and it's said that you know side effects to that would be the worst side effects to it would be headaches, shaking, um, and nausea at times. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. No, no, you go. That's what I was hearing about. Is most mostly different things about the side effects. Yeah. I, that's what I'm kind of sketched out about. Yeah, and. It's, it can totally vary depending on the person, but I think what's important to consider is that every vaccine in the world has side effects, and I think people um, need to relax when they hear that there's a few side effects to something, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, and it's not worth overreacting about. Yeah. Um, it, but then I mean, again, there are just a handful of side effects that may, may be a little much like a there have been reports of people having pretty severe allergic reactions, so they're currently looking into how allergies react to the yeah, vaccine. I, something where I, I don't know what kind of vaccine it, it was for COVID. I don't know what kind of vaccination it was, but yeah. 
they had some people take it and I don't know what it what it's quite called but like their faces went numb and their mm-hmm. like mouths kind of gripped down and yeah I heard about I that one yeah but, um yeah I guess we'll just see where that goes I know this is just the first wave of that stuff and it can only improve from here so yeah I mean the vaccines they're, they're, they'll definitely improve so for we'll sure. see COVID but I, I'm hoping for the best and I'm sure we'll get the best here soon yeah I did have like some questions lined up before, but I didn't want to make things too structured. Um, no, that's all good. Uh, da, 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 da. Is uh, so you said Taco Bell is closed right now? Um, yeah, Taco Bell is closed. I mean, it, it kind of sucks right now because I won't be getting paid, and then if the people the the reason why we're closed is because the managers got tested but they don't find out till this upcoming Tuesday. Okay. But if they do get tested, we will probably be closed for the next two weeks. Most likely. Um, and that'll kinda suck, but I could if I wanted, um like go pick up a shift at another store but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not good socially lately <laughs> yeah being uh, in quarantine and just at home so much it, it's for some reason for me it's hard to talk to people I don't know or like socially and I, I know those people mean well but just like I don't know if I'd really want to go to an, another store but yeah, I totally get that. It's weird, like, being taken out of your element a bit and having yeah. to having to go somewhere and do the same thing you've been doing, but in a kind of a new environment with new people. Yeah, totally. I mean, so working at Taco Bell is, let me tell you, it's, it's a crazy job. <laughs> um, you just meet a lot of different characters and... Some of them are, I don't want to say crazy, but just some of them have their own personalities. And I'm actually, the people I work with, I'm really chill with. Those dudes and gals and everyone who works there, they're super chill. It's just going to another store and working with a whole nother team is, uh, yeah, I don't know. But Taco Bell is, man. Uh, for anyone who wants to know, I work on the one on Hollywood Drive and Lee Summit. I got you with maybe some free drinks, but I can't promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's honestly nice. It's a pretty chill job when if you, you got some chill staff you're working with, and if you're chill with the managers, you can hang out. I mean. <laughs> there's there's some other stuff that goes into it, but I don't want to say everything. But yeah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. definitely heard some some crazy stories from you. Like ev- pretty much every yeah. time every time you ever came into band practice, you always had like some kind of story to tell about <laughs> what yeah. went wrong oh. last night or something. 
I want to keep some stories because some of them are just like whoa. But yeah. uh, man, yeah, Taco Bell. Let me tell you about the Taco Bell customers. Some Taco Bell customers just adore the sauces. Like they'll put one or two items, and we'll put like I'll put like five sauce packets in there, and that is perfectly fine. I don't, but I'll close the window. I'll leave. They knock on the door, or the window. Pardon me. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Everything's in there. And they're like, can I get a handful of sauce? And I'm like, you ordered two things. So just, there's a lot of customers asking for more sauce, but yeah, I've been a I've been a sauce junkie before. I used yeah. to stock up you, on that stuff. You are a sauce junkie. <laughs> when formalities goes. Okay, Formality's place to eat is Taco Bell, right? Yeah. We always go there. Dane always gets so much food, and he gobbles it up so fast. Oh my gosh, yeah. I I may be, like, under 150 pounds, but I just have this raging appetite at all times. Um, (laughs) If you you take me anywhere, I will order everything on the menu. (laughs) It's really funny, actually, but, man, eat, eat all you want, but he also, this man Dane here, will get a handful of sauce. Man, you, Dane, you can come up to my Taco Bell anytime. I will get you anything you need, all the sauce you want. Don't worry. But I appreciate that. I'm sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I just said I appreciate that. <laughs> I hook up some some of my friends who come up to Taco Bell. If, if you're chill with me, I, I got you with a few things. But um, yeah, well, one more thing about the sauce. Mm-hmm. Then we can go on to something different. But there was this one crazy lady who just wanted more sauce, and this was a couple months ago. And COVID wasn't at not a, not a couple months ago. This was a while ago when COVID wasn't too too big it was still a thing our our lobby was still open you didn't have to wear masks but um this lady came in and i remember i just passed her food out i'm like hey is everything okay she just yells at me immediately and is freaking out and i'm like yo what's wrong please calm down and everything was in her bag i looked because she was complaining if everything was in her bag and I looked everything was in her bag and then she got even mad because she wanted more sauce and the GM at the time he came over because she she was yelling at us for this she had all her food in her bag just wanted more sauce Mm. and trying to get her to calm down our manager he was really petty he was super cool. We have a new GM now. He's still cool, but this manager, he, like, we have tubs of sauces, right? And he was just getting tired of this person, so he take he takes the whole tub, opens the lady's bag, and he dumps it all in there. Dang. Yeah, just kind of shoved her the bag and was like, "Okay, you can go now." And I'm like, "Dang, dude." <laughs> 
<laughs> man. <laughs> it was crazy. There's so many stories I could tell, but... Wow. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> it's interesting how if you're... Um, of course, I technically can't speak for myself, um, because I haven't worked in retail or restaurants, but... Um, but I, I just know from knowing so many people who have worked in that environment that, like, almost the highlight of the whole job is the, the different people you're going to meet, the good and the bad people, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, just a lot of different personalities, but... Mm-hmm. It, it make, makes you realize, it sort of opens your eyes, though, to how diverse our totally. world can be. Like, <laughs> When I started working at Taco Bell, before I started working, by the way, I'm I'm sorry. When I move my phone, is there like noise? Is there uh, not too much. Every once in a while, there's a little clicky noise, but it's nothing too. Yeah, I, I kind of have a habit of moving my phone. Okay, no worries. So, but um, yeah. When I before I started working at Taco Bell, I was totally different. Um, I've been working there for almost a year now I think in one month or so it'll be a year and just working with all like I would have never imagined working with some of the people that I work with and I would have never imagined be befriending some of these people like mm-hmm. some of them are way older in their 40s 30s some of them have kids some of them are kind of druggies <laughs> uh, but they're they're super cool I mean they're I've connected with them a lot and, and you know when I've been hanging out with them for so long I've been working so much ever since I started working there I mean I work I only have two days off a week so but just being with them for that long you kind of gain some of their personality kind of see what like who else is out there it it really opens your eyes yeah yeah it's i a lot of people say to me like especially uh, like my my sort of psychological mentor uh dave witcher who i hope to have on this podcast at some point he um he he tells me all the time how oftentimes the the best way to uh, expose yourself to to new things is to just like jump into some kind of workforce or jump into a community of sorts where you just you know you don't really know a huge amount about it but you know enough to be involved yeah and and you start to meet you know either the people you work with or the people that are customers of that community yeah. or whatever it may be um, and <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I I have yet to truly <clears throat> have that experience with a place like School of Rock because I'm mainly working with people I've known for years. Yeah. Um, but how are uh, lessons going, by the way? How's all that going? That's going really well. Uh, I can talk about that in just a sec. It's um, but like it's uh, at the moment, you know, we're kind of at a slowdown, so there's not very many new people, but every once in a while there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, uh, I've been working, uh, they've been giving me, you know, pretty 
good clusters of work every other week, so I'll work, like, constantly for one week and then get the next week off. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and that's mainly because at the moment uh, I'm a substitute teacher and uh, we're simply waiting for me to get uh, permanent students that fit my teaching level. Yeah. Um, and so I've been filling in I've been filling in for Taylor a ton um, because uh, one Taylor either has car troubles yeah. um, or two he's either out of town despite COVID he travels a lot um, <laughs> I, I would imagine Taylor is a very uh, he's, a, he's a really cool guy he, he he seems like a guy who would travel honestly mm-hmm I'm sorry, can you hear my dog? I can, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy noodle dog. Noodle. He's kind of getting fat, but... <laughs> he's, uh, he's turning from a... Changing from a noodle into a sausage. That's a, that's a perfect way to put it. But, um... um yeah. But, yeah, the, uh... Uh, I've had a pretty good mixture of like running lessons and rehearsals. I'll usually, they'll, I'll usually get what I like to call sandwich shifts, which is um, sandwich shifts. Yeah, which is where you get like two lessons and then a rehearsal in the middle, then two lessons after. Yeah. Um, so the rehearsal is the meat, and then the lessons are the bread or whatever you want. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna try to put some headphones on. Cool, cool. The, the barking can stop but the, that that's a funny term to use but so you, you kind of get a few little breaks in between yeah yeah there's it's pretty flexible and lenient at the moment um but i am looking forward to when things pick up and i get to work a lot because because yeah. honestly i adore the hell out of it and if i could work every day i would yeah i mean Hey, I'm loving School of Rock right now. I'm, I'm not in a season show, but the lessons I'm doing with Evan, um, I don't, uh, I don't know if I've really told you guys formalities. Um, I've been working on this. It's one song, but um, it's almost done, and I'm really excited to show you guys. And I think that's awesome. I'm gonna release it here soon. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, do you do you sort of send some of your your recordings to Evan sometimes? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, during one of my rehearsals, I heard him listening through your stuff. Oh really? Because um, I I passed his office, and I'm pr- pretty certain I heard your voice coming out of his com- computer. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. ooh, yes, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Evan is such a oh, Evan is such a cool guy. Evan, yeah, he gets it done. He's amazing. Yeah, he is an amazing person. Cause, man, just yeah, School of Rock's been crazy in a, in a very very awesome good way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll have to show you the whole song sometime. It's it's not quite done, but we're almost there. Almost there. Yeah, I saw that the the house band people had a show last night. Were you there? No, I was not. I did not um, know about that. I was. Uh, I, w- I didn't know about it, and I wasn't there either. But um, they were playing at School of Rock Overland Park. Oh um, uh, yeah. And, Makes sense. 
And it, I think it was actually pretty late at night, but then again, with daylight savings, it probably just looked late. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was like really dark, and they had all kinds of crazy lights set up. Uh, that sounds cool. And uh, they played some of their, their Christmas-themed songs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think... Because I'm pretty sure I heard um, at one point house band or someone practicing some Christmas songs and school mm. rock. I'm like, oh, someone's doing Christmas songs. But that's cool. I uh, wish I would have known. I honestly would have liked to have gone. Yeah, I, w I would have totally made it out, but uh, yesterday got busier than I expected with, like, just house chores. We're, like, doing a lot of, like... Well, I guess I haven't really taken much part of part in it. I guess I've been yeah. t trying to avoid it, but we're moving a lot of stuff around in the house, and I think you know, they've been decorating a lot and stuff like that. How, how much are you guys decorating for Christmas? You know, it's pretty minimalistic. I feel like every year we get less and less crazy about decorations. Um, yeah. Uh, we finally got. Um, a few of those like light projectors that just project lights onto the side of your house um, uh, and yeah those yeah. I, I love those, those are funny instead of you know having to get on a ladder and be uncomfortable you know you just set those up and it looks just as good I think yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean this year we have kind of <laughs> we, we've just put up the Christmas tree basically and our Christmas tree is really broken. We've had it for a long time. <laughs> We've had cats that like to climb up it and break it. And the center lights don't even turn on. So <laughs> just the bottom and the top that are bright. And we're just leaving it for now. It's like, eh, that's okay. That's but, funny. Yeah, we, we, got, we got a real tree. We usually get a real tree. <laughs> And, um, but we were procrastinating so much on decorating it. It's just been a blank tree for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Long time ago, um, when I was really little, we got a, a real tree with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like halfway through December, because we got it like early December just all of the little pine whatever the yeah, they're not leaves but I don't know what I would to call them then but they just kept falling and falling and they're cool though they're just yeah. they're, they're a lot of work to kind of gotta maintain them it's it can be sometimes a disaster like especially if you if you leave it there too long like um, after Christmas has passed the tree sort of dies and decays slowly yeah. and when you uh, at, at a point to where it's like at its most I, I can't even say this right at its deadest state <laughs> um, it it gets really brittle and it starts chipping away yeah. and, and so when you finally pick it up to move it out of the house the thing just crumbles on the floor and now you have a mess that's literally exactly what happened <laughs> yeah getting rid of it was I, I remember that tree very fondly but they're cool though that's cool yeah 
But yeah, it's uh, I've I've been um, really freed up for the past week or so because my yeah. my college semester uh, ended on the thirteenth, um, and mm. I and I have until January eleventh until I start again. <clears throat> um, well, I'm I'm still in school right now on mm. online. Lucky, I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, and I'm taking less classes next semester um, because uh, I want to make sure that if my School of Rock shifts start to pick up, I don't become overwhelmed with both school and work. So um, I cut my classes in half for this semester just so I can be more comfortable, and then I'll probably put more on once I get settled in. Yeah. Uh, man, I kind of need to do that too, because um, working five, di- or, yeah, five days a week and online school for me personally has been pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Like I do the work, it's waking up and <laughs> getting to the classes. Because yeah, when I work at Taco Bell, I'm closing, so that's. Usually I'll get there around five and I'll stay there till one a.m. It's a disaster. Like my sleeping schedule is, I'm staying up pretty late more than I should be, and yeah, waking up for classes is kind of my biggest issue with it right now. Yeah, mine's really bad right now. I've just let it go, and. Yeah. It can it can get as bad as like going to bed at 5 a.m. and waking up at 5 p.m. It's so oh, yeah. bad. Um, <clears throat> but there are sometimes I do this thing, and I forgot who I heard it from, but I remember watching a like a TED talk back in high school um, of this motivational speaker t- essentially teaching you how to guarantee waking up in the morning. Oh, yeah. And and that simply is, and it's really hard to train yourself to do this, but it's very simple. Okay. Um, when your alarm goes off or anything goes off that wakes you up slightly, just count down three, two, one, and get out of your bed. Just force <laughs> yourself out of your bed, and that's it. You're up. Like that's all you can do. That is so true. Because <laughs> I know if I just sit up. I will get up, but I'm so tired and so lazy. I'm just like, eh, just a little bit more. <laughs> yes. That more turns into three more hours. And I'm like, oh my god, whoa! It's yeah. And and then I think the motivational speaker said, after you've stood after that countdown, make sure you get ready and exit your room as soon as possible. Because as long as you're around that bed, the temptation will rise to go back <laughs> to bed. The bed teases you. Yeah. And, and so I do that sometimes when it's like a desperate measure. Like if I know I absolutely need to be up and I did not sleep last night, like I'm just going to do the countdown method even if it makes me feel miserable. Yeah. Um, and I'll totally. just, then I'll just go overdose on coffee for the morning <laughs> and then get started. I don't quite, I don't, I'm not a fan of coffee. Yeah, really? You, you know all that chai tea I'm bringing into the formalities practice uh-huh so good that'll that'll get me going that stuff's good yeah everyone, everyone listening needs to try some chai tea it is it's amazing yeah i'm uh i'm 
I'm both a chai tea and a coffee person. Um, I'm a little bit pickier with my teas, but chai tea is definitely uh, really amazing. Yeah. Um, so, it's and, pretty sweet. Uh, like, if you're not a person who likes sweeter drinks, maybe yeah. not too, but... Yeah, I've, I've been getting more intense with my coffee, though. Um, and I don't know if you can relate very much since you're not a huge coffee person, yeah. but um, like uh, my dad has been going to the same Starbucks almost every morning for upwards of, I think, 10 to 20 years. No. Oh, wow. Um, Which Starbucks is that? It's, it's uh, on 7 Highway in Blue Springs. Oh, okay. um, it's it's next to a phone repair shop called You Break I Fix, um, <laughs> you break. and I I often want to think that that's like a Russian store, so I can be like You Break I Fix, but um, it's not Russian. I think oh. it's actually Hispanic. Um, oh, but um, yeah. So he's been going to that same Starbucks for so long that uh, all of the employees know who he is. Um, they know yeah. they know what his order is. He doesn't even have to tell them. Um, yeah. And they're starting to get to know me too. Do, do and, they give free drinks sometimes? Uh, I don't think they've done that. Maybe on the holidays or something. Um, really? But I but I know I know Starbucks uh, is a massive corporate franchise that is really strict about free stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, probably not a lot of free drinks. Maybe discounts, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there's customers at Taco Bell that I'm really chill with. There, there's actually one customer that looks a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'd be like you with not the long hair, and like maybe in your 30s or something. Nice. It's but I got he's pretty chill. Um, he hasn't come to in a while actually, but. There's um there's some customers that uh that we know quite well. There's one customer that this old lady so sweet, so nice. She brings us brownies anytime she comes in. Mm, and amazing. all she wants is a drink. Like that's all she gets. Oh. Yeah, she's sweet. Yeah. Uh and s with like with that Starbucks, like, they, they know my dad, and they're starting to get to know me. They know I'm his son, um, and they, they especially know it's me when I pull up in my dad's car and everything, but yeah, um, they're, they're noticing how I'm slowly but surely turning into my dad in terms of coffee <laughs> habits. Um, and so when I first started drinking coffee, I would always get, like, the sweetest, most ridiculous thing, like... <laughs> I don't know, like it just the sugariest frappuccino you can find. Yeah. And slowly but surely, I've found that I'm having trouble with sweet things more and more as I get older. Yeah. And and at this point, I'm getting really bitter with my coffees. And yeah, the thing the thing with coffee for me is it's so bitter. Yes. Like, uh -huh. And yeah, that's the part that's hardest to get past, and that was why I always started with the sweet stuff, but it's weird how the bitterness grows on you. I don't know why it works like that, but um, like every couple months or so, they'll notice 
that I start asking for more and more shots of espresso in my drinks. Um, so like, I would start with the basic drink, which I think is two shots, um, and then I went up to like three, and then four, and five, and I think right now I'm at five. Um, and so, like, nowadays when I, when the Starbucks employees realize that I'm putting, like, one extra shot into my drink, they, they say at the drive-thru once I get there that I'm totally my father's son. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, they're just, you know, they're just, and they get a hang of it, like, eventually when they realize it's me, they're just like, oh yeah, the regular, and they just... <laughs> It. So do they know like what you get? Like they just already know. Yeah, usually um, my my regular at most times is uh, a white chocolate mocha with three extra shots. Okay. Um, every once in a while, I'll I'll normally participate in the in the seasonal drinks, which means yes, I get pumpkin spice drinks. Fight me. Um, I tried the pumpkin spice latte one time. Um, it, it, it was pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's it sucks because Starbucks is probably the worst place for any coffee beginner. Yeah. Um, I would I would more recommend Caribou. Um, Ooh, or yeah, Caribou Coffee. I think I've, yeah. I've been there one time. For for people just getting into coffee, I would either recommend Caribou or any local shop other than Starbucks because. Starbucks has this very specific roast, this very specific recipe that's always bitter, no matter what you order. And yes. yeah, and there are other places that go more on the sweet side. Like I think every caribou coffee I've ever had has just tasted like flavored milk, um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. I'm totally for that. Um, yeah. And so I feel like that's a better place to start for anyone trying to get into it. I honestly have to go there more because yeah. I, I know I've been there one time and it was good. Maybe I can talk to Colin and ask him if he knows anything about why they have really like much sweeter tastes. Yeah, I totally forgot. Colin always got caribou coffee during yeah. house band and any school of rock reference. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the. My schedule's been been really open because of my break from school, and even though I have fewer classes next semester, I'm feeling really nervous for some reason. Oh. Um, and I don't know why. It's probably because when you're choosing your classes, you get you know two anywhere from two to six options of the same class. The only thing that changes oh, yeah. is the teacher. Yeah, and teachers. And I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know any of the teachers at MCC. At this point, I know three of them, and I have a relative understanding of what their personality is, but since we yeah. never talk, that's the hard part. So, you said you do or don't go into in person sometimes. Um, at the moment, I'm totally online. Um, online, yeah. And, like, it's online, online, to the point to where there's not even Zoom calls. There's no contact with what anyone. Yeah. Um, Why aren't they doing Zoom calls? 
they do in classes that require verbal or 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 demonstrational instruction. Yeah. Um, but in classes like like English that you could probably just teach over text. Um, yeah. There, there's really no need for it, and uh, uh, so far I have not had a class where I have to check in at a certain time and call anybody. I just sign in anytime I want and work whenever I want. Lucky. Um, but the, of course the deadlines make things difficult. Uh, with my last semester, my work days and the week were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh wow. Um, and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were usually pretty free. Um, but every once in a while I would have something on Tuesdays, um, and the reason I set it up like that is because my deadlines, my big deadlines, were normally always on a Sunday morning. Oh, I hate that. Um, I hate when teachers have things due Sunday. Yes, and so I would normally use the last half of the prior week to work towards Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and that would really be it. But towards the end, like the last six weeks of the semester, the holidays scrambled everything and flipped my schedule from working Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays to Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And so uh, that was a bit rough, but... Yeah. <clears throat> Man. And then... But I totally just went blind. And <laughs> no worries. Um, and School of Rock normally has me working uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Um, yeah. And I have not worked... I think I've worked one Thursday before, and I think that was for training. For training, yeah. And then, of course, Friday and Sunday they're closed, and I haven't worked a Saturday before. Are you, so, are you liking it so far? It's. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I'm really thankful to have a job that doesn't stress me out. Um, yeah. And that makes me excited. Um, I do get nervous though a lot, um, especially for online lessons because I suck at online <laughs> lessons. Um, yeah, I, online lessons at School of Rock are pretty. M my connection was always pretty bad, and yeah. I don't know. I. With music, I'd much rather have it in in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the the online lessons, it's it's tricky because when I get assigned an online lesson, I cross my fingers that my student's gonna be above ten years old. <laughs> um, and and that's no discrimination. That's just because. Um, a student above 10 years old will have the attention span and the capacity for me to be able to lecture to them. Yeah. And have them understand everything I'm saying. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, a student anywhere from, like, 10 to 11 to your age, Jace, like, I can have them on a Zoom call and I can be like, well, we can't really play together, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you this concept and you're just gonna follow along, right? Yeah. Um, but with the the students under age 10, 101 students, um, it's so difficult to grab them, grab their attention, or hook them into your lesson. Yeah. Um, and for the most of it, um, I'm just watching them stare blankly into the abyss. 
um, and trying to see if they can comprehend uh, what I'm trying to show them. Yeah, I, I, I honestly can't imagine working with 101 students. I mean, I, I know they're learning, and but mm -hmm. kids at that age really don't have that much attention for yeah. <laughs> and and working with them in person is a is like night and day though like i can work with i would be totally okay if you had me working with 101 students full time in physical rehearsals every yeah. day but the online lessons is just nearly impossible cuz there's no tangibility you can't be like you know uh, you see this or like you see what's right in front of you try this you know um, yeah and I I meant to stop by Evan's office after leaving a couple days ago to ask him a, for advice on online lessons but I forgot to check with him um, yeah but I mean you can shoot him an email he'll probably respond yeah and I forgot where I was going with that the but um, the for the most part when I'm doing the online lessons now to make things a little bit easier for me I will yeah. I will just ask the student um, what does your original teacher do in these situations oh uh, yeah totally um, and they will sort of you know give me a rough sketch or a hint at what the teacher does so I had a student who um, you know, she's not a 101 student. She is a performance student. She's just, um, she's just very shy and um, very um, doesn't have the best communication skills. But she's a great player, and so you just have to sort of, you know, get past the shyness and see if you can get some playing out of her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but like, I I had a lesson. Um, with her and you know I was just like what does Taylor normally have you do and she was like he has me go through uh, the fast fourths exercise and for a second I didn't know what that meant um, but then I flipped through like a bunch of school of rock books and looked it up on my phone and stuff and you know I knew what a fourth was I knew how to play fourth intervals but I didn't know what fast fourths meant um, and so I, I ditched that subject for just a second. I was like, let's work on that in a little bit. I'm going to teach you real quick uh, a warm-up using the chromatic scale. Um, and so I just had her do chromatic scales from, um, like, I had her doing chromatic scales in fourths um, all the way up and down the fretboard. And then... I was like, okay, well, we, we kind of have that. Show me what the fast force exercise looks like that you and Taylor do. And it was identical to what I just showed her. No. <laughs> and so I realized I had just inadvertently taught her the same thing Taylor had taught her before. So That's happened to me a couple times. Um, Clay, he's an amazing person, an amazing car, car teacher, guitar teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said, I did say car. But, um. There's tons of times where he uh, teaches me like the same things. Or uh, I can't speak right now. He'll teach me the same things, um, just over and over again. And I'm I'm just like, yeah, I already know, man. And I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, well, 
did I already teach you that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Can you want to work on something else? I'm like, yeah, cool. And yeah. I mean, it, it happens, but... Yeah, the more and more I start uh, working and the more students I start having, I realize why it's it can be difficult for a lot of instructors to remember what they taught you um, because I noticed that there are so many different types of students, so many different types of concepts and like levels that those instructors run through that like when they finally get back to you it's like sifting through a file cabinet like what happened that is like that is why music technically well music theory is hard for me to learn because mm -hmm. clay so i'm i'm not doing lessons with clay at the moment because money's kind of short um, I'm just doing uh, lessons with Evan, but um, when I was doing lessons with Clay, he was teaching me a lot of guitar theory, music theory, and I want to learn this stuff, and I actually took an IB music class this semester, and going back to our sleeping schedules, I have to be in that class at like 9 in the morning, and that is so hard for me to get up. Yeah. So that's kind of been difficult. Um, just trying to remember like all the things that get thrown at you because there are totally different methods and different techniques, different ways to learn everything mm -hmm. with music and music theory. It's super hard to grasp and slowly but surely I think I'm getting it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the hardest subjects to um, to establish permanence with. Like, it's really hard to be like to to pick something out of your head and just be like, "Yes, I remember this. This is exactly how it goes." Yeah. Because um, there's so many variables. It's almost like math at times. Oh, math! Oh, don't talk to me about math. That <laughs> one of my good subjects. I made sure for my senior year that math was not in my schedule. Yeah, I'm I'm totally dreading the day I have to take a math class at MCC because um, it looks like I need two to three specific math classes to get the degree I'm trying to get. Um, and math classes are the only classes where they um, where they have you come in, like go into yeah. campus. But now all of our campuses are completely shut down. Like no in, no out. Like it's yeah. it's done. And so I'm wondering how those classes work. They probably do Zoom calls, I imagine. Most most likely. Uh, I just I just can't imagine. I I I wonder what time they have to do it because that's I really want to learn Ivy music and music theory. But I just wish the class wasn't at 9 in the morning. Online classes yeah. are kind of difficult to get a hold of, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> that kind of... What? Um, I, I just... Like, I was trying to think about a way, you know, to relate to that, since most of my classes don't have specific times in which they start, and... I remembered that there have been some points throughout my last semester where I've had to um, I've had to call 
like my academic advisor or my financial advisor, um, which just are school staff that help you out with organizing your capabilities and making plans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And I remember there were certain times throughout the semester where I had an assignment where I had to talk to my advisor and walk through a few things. And the advisor was only taking calls early morning. Yeah. And so I would always stay up the night before the call. Yeah. And and then get a call like while asleep at like eight AM. Really? And and I and I pick up the phone and I'm like, Hello <laughs> Like <laughs> with like the the shakiest, just most tired voice. Oh. And the and the advisor's just like no way I just woke you up. I'm like, no, 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 I'm awake. And I, I just, like, try my best to to be as professional as possible. Wow. If one of my teachers called me and woke me up, if my music teacher, if my Abbey music teacher did that, he'd be so mad at me. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, I just... We, Dane, we need to work on our sleep schedule. Let's do it when you Sleeping pills or something, I don't know. Yeah, I do like that usual really unhealthy thing I do called a sleep rotation where... Oh, yeah, I remember you told me about that. Yeah, where I... I'm like, the only way to fix this is to uh, move my schedule an hour every day. So if I I go to bed at 3 a.m. one night, uh, let's say, go to bed 4 a.m. one night, and then I wake up at 4 p.m., yeah. The goal is to then stay awake until 5 a.m. and yeah. then wake up at 5 p.m. <laughs> and and it, uh, and of course I'm not gonna go as late as I keep going. I'm gonna make sure I wake up at least before the sun goes down. Yeah. Um, but it you know it's I'm rotating the schedule to where each time I go to sleep, technically later and later in the morning, I guess. Um, until I get close enough to about, it's about 5 to 6 a.m. to where I can literally just stay up throughout the rest of that day and then go to sleep at 9 p.m. Oh, wow. And then, boom, schedule resets and it's all good. There you go. Um, but it's a really terrible process, and the only way to survive it is to put dangerous amounts of caffeine into yourself and splash water in your face every hour. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but hey, it, it works. It works. It does. <laughs> it's, it's the reason I've gotten a lot of <laughs> school assignments done. <laughs> yeah, makes total sense. Um, but uh, what, were we, what, were, what were we talking about before this? Uh, I was talking about School of Rock like the work process there because I had oh I I wanted to talk about something that brought something up Uh, music so yeah about all the like different ways to learn stuff right Mm -hmm. but going back to music theory that I have this conversation with a lot of friends that I know who don't know a lot about music and and I know I, I I feel like I know a good thing of stuff about music. There's some stuff I wouldn't exactly know, but 
with music theory and how songs are made and written, I feel like with some people, they expect tons and tons of music theory to be put into a song, and you always have to follow these kind of things. Personally, for for me, I don't know a lot about music theory, so when I write songs, I just kind of listen to hear if like, hey, do these two notes sound good together, or mm-hmm. hey, does this chord, this this chord progression, does this melody sound good together? And that's how I've been writing my songs of recent, and I am loving um, the stuff I've been writing. But besides that, that leads me to a point where Kurt Cobain, right? Mm-hmm. He is, I've heard tons of different things. Like people say he's the best, well, not the best guitar player, but he's an, an amazing guitar player. And I hear other people say he's a crappy guitar player. And honestly, he didn't know a lot about music theory, just played a lot of power chords and yeah. made some awesome chord progressions. And he blew up and like Kurt Cobain is such an inspiration to many musicians and as a big uh, what's the word uh, icon in music and especially mm-hmm. in rock and he he didn't know music theory and I think that's just uh, he, he probably knew maybe a little bit but I, I just think it's awesome that you can write anything and it can sound maybe not exactly together and it can it can really do something that can inspire people it can go crazy like i just i just think that's awesome yeah came up in my head i have like conversation with some people but yeah absolutely i i totally see where you're coming from there i think i actually heard evan give me it may have been a speech to like the whole performance band but it was something like Kurt Cobain sucked at his instrument. Yeah. Um, but it was the way he executed that suckiness that made him so awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's... like he, you know, he was in no way the likes of like Hendrix or anything. But yeah. it was it was the way he was able to take such simple foundations, such simple chords, and turn them into music that essentially forged grunge music. And yeah. You know, I... Um, Honestly, that is so true. I mean, yeah. that's that's how I've been thinking a lot recently. I mean, I, I really want to learn music theory because I know it can open up some more things, more ideas. Um, but just whenever I feel like writing, I, I just lay down anything, anything at all, and just try and go along with it. And it just comes up. And yeah. I just kind of listen to what sounds good and what doesn't sound good so yeah that's pretty much how I do it too um I there's um I got that kind of point I made about Kirk Cobain can I think I could similarly attach to um how I've been working with Major Matt Mason like Mm, yeah like our our music isn't inherently complex in terms of its makeup. Like, 
the chords that Matt plays on guitar are are nothing like crazy. It's all like pretty foundational stuff. Um, the bass lines I play consist of mostly uh, very meticulously timed root notes. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say the most complex piece of the band is Brian's drumming. Uh, he's yeah, it's a good boy. He's he's a very dynamic sort of jazz-oriented drummer, so his drumming is extremely complex and intricate. I think that's so awesome because uh, seeing Major Matt play live, like he, you're totally right. Like he doesn't go crazy with his chord progressions and the bassist at the time uh, he didn't do a lot with kind of stuck with the root notes too but mm -hmm. it's the way they make their music just the way they put it together and merge with each other if you want to put it like that it sounds so good yeah. it's amazing and now that you're in the band it's sounding <laughs> so good yeah, I guess you'll I guess you'll be able to really figure out tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, uh, I was gonna mention this uh, at I'm gonna say 4 p.m. Standard Time, just or 4 p.m. Central Time, just in case they're going off of Eastern Time. Yeah. But I'll say 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, on uh, on the Boog City Arts Festival on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, Major Matt Mason will be having our our first show as a cohesive trio. Um, and it's all online, right? Yes. Um, and yeah, and if you if you end up missing it or not being able to see it, I will. I think I can find a way to see if if you can. I I think we have the original recording, and if I can get Matt's permission to send that to just a select amount of people, I might do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, That'd be really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Um, it. Uh, sorry to disappoint anybody who thought it was going to be live. It is not. It is a premiered, pre-recorded performance. Um, we we recorded that two nights ago, um, and it went really well. It would have been cool to have it live to like have a chat and everything, but um, we'll probably do something like that at some point. I'm sure this isn't the last of our online gigging. Yeah, um, sometimes with the uh, live shows, depends depending on what they are recording it on or streaming it on, the quality can be pretty fuzzy. Yeah, and. and yeah, that's probably why we recorded it the way we did here, because pre-recording allows you to ensure quality. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you're doing it live, you're you're kind of winging it, and I feel like if, you know, like, we we had a ton of practice runs before we recorded our final, yeah. <laughs> our final one. Um, but, but, yeah, we're super stoked about it. Um, there's a lot of new stuff in the recording. Um, ah, oh, so excited! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and watch it when it when it's supposed to come out. Yeah, I'll definitely send you a message when I know it's about to come up. Um, Appreciate it. And uh, but yeah, uh, and but yeah, uh, w working with like Major Matt Mason, I definitely had to dial down almost all of my music abilities um, to. So, for for anyone who doesn't know, Dane is an amazing bass player. <laughs> 
the how long have you been playing? Um, let's look. Um, oh no way! Hold on, let me let me do the math here real quick. Time flies by, I know. So we have. Um. Wow, it's about to be five years. Yeah, that is awesome. Then you at like two years playing bass was awesome. <laughs> Thank it, you. Dane is an amazing bass player. And in formalities, he comes up with these awesome, crazy bass riffs that are so fun to work with. And I'm sure it's kind of weird going to major matt mason and kind of having to dial it down stick to just yeah some and nothing wrong with that at all i mean uh -huh. that is you can just stick with root notes and chords and that is you can make some amazing stuff off of that yeah and it's i think it's it's taught me so much it's probably been the biggest musical learning experience i've ever had because when when i first like at the first official rehearsal I had with them, we we played we just roughly played through a bunch of random stuff that Matt was working on. Uh, he normally writes all the music by himself and then gives it to us later. Yeah. Um, and um, but he is open to start writing things together as three people, and I'm really excited to start doing that. That's um, what I'm. And. Oh, sorry, you go. No, you go ahead. Okay, um, but the, uh, there is one song in, uh, one song out of our set tomorrow that was almost totally put together by the three of us instead of oh. just one person. Oh, I can't um, wait to, can, can I hear, like, what's the name of the song? It's called Painkiller. Painkiller. Yeah, um, but oh. it's, um... It's, I think it's our newest one, or at least Matt's newest, like, creation. Yeah. And uh, you'll probably notice which one it is right away, not not just because we mention it by name, but because it's probably the most different-sounding oh, song yeah. out of all of them. I'm excited. I want to hear it now. Um, but yeah, we're stoked about that, and it was... Um, but yeah, so I had to dial, like at the first rehearsal, I came in, we played through a bunch of rough stuff, and um, I was I was all over the place. I was inserting so many melodic lines and fills and like time stops and like weird little technical things. And, and in the nicest way possible, Matt stopped the song, and in the nicest way possible, he told me to stop it. And, and just calm down, essentially. Um, and I didn't take any offense to this, because going into the project, I was 100% open to be criticized or critiqued. Yeah. Um, because I knew that this was Matt's project, and that I was going to help him accomplish his vision. For sure. Um, and so, uh, and it's the same with Brian, our drummer. He's working towards that same thing. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> he... Like, Matt was able to very easily teach me how to be able to not be, uh, 
like complex in terms of all the notes I'm playing, but be extremely complex in how I execute simple progressions. Yeah. Um, and so you, I don't know if you'll notice this when listening, or maybe you know it'll just be really subtle. But even though you know I'm focusing on root notes, there are tons of little, very tricky and subtle things we've worked into the music that make those notes pop and make them really just their their own unique thing. They're not just yeah. blending in. Uh, that makes total sense. Evans kind of been uh incorporate. Uh, ooh, and that's a hard word for anyone who needs to know. <laughs> I have the speech impediment that with my R's that I had it when I was really little and of recent for some reason it comes back so you might hear some weird things but no um, Evan kind of incorporates that into how I write and stuff but uh, you know I bet you are learning a lot of new stuff from Major Matt Mason I bet you could learn a lot from him yeah, he, yeah. he's a really awesome guy and he, he's been around so it's really cool you can get that opportunity to play with him that's i'm so happy for you thank you yeah i i just i keep forgetting how much he's actually done because every once in a while he'll just randomly start rambling to us about like a tour when he went to germany and i'm just like what (laughs) or like or like a tour where he went to like i don't know i don't know if he went to paris but he he went somewhere near france or something but that's so cool. Um, I just keep forgetting that he's truly seen it all. Like he's he's been with a lot of projects and yeah. um, and he knows how the industry works and he knows that you don't have to be huge to make an impact in music. Um, yeah. That that's why I'm so thankful that he let formalities play with him. He besides Battle of the Bands, he was kind of the first band that like wanted to wanted us to play with him and that 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 was awesome and getting to play with him at records with merit was just as fun yeah they're they're so they're so fun to play with yeah and he's always saying he's he's always saying really nice things about about you taylor and luke um and and he's always he's always wanting me to fill him in about you guys. He's always like like tell me about the formalities people tell me how they're doing and stuff. Um, and uh, I'm absolutely sure that whenever it's possible, we will definitely be playing a show with awesome. with formalities. Absolutely. Yeah, we should honestly we should try and find the time to like hang out with Matt. Yeah, Go for out, sure. Eat somewhere. We can hang out with a uh, Brian too. Mm-hmm. All together, that'd be cool. Yeah. Except COVID is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll notice that in the in the uh, in the online show tomorrow that we're we're distanced and we're all wearing masks while playing oh, yeah. and stuff. I see. I see some of the live or the stuff you post on Instagram, and I see that you guys are like spaced apart. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, hey man, I'm also really one of another formalities practice. I haven't seen you guys. Yeah, and I I'm I'm <laughs> sort of really intrigued now. After Luke is just like, let's let's do it. Let's re- let's record <laughs> yeah. and release. I laugh so hard. <laughs> when 
said that because that is not like him. And he right. Came in and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, man, let's let's do this. Yeah, and for for context to the to the listeners, um, for uh, us at Formalities have been sitting on a lot of material for a really long time and have been uh, just procrastinating and hesitating to truly finish or release any of it. Yeah. And um, you know, it's been difficult to get together because I know we all have different schedules. Um, but we also just were never sure if the music we were making was was to our yeah to was, our liking was like true to ourselves yeah yeah um, and but at, at one point just recently our our good friend Luke who I hope to try and do an episode with uh, at some point totally should um, he he just came to us and he texted us and he was like guys let's just get it over with let's just record this all and release a demo tape um and so uh who, who knows um sorry what'd you say jay <laughs> he was pretty aggressive about it too. yeah he was like just outright with it and like i won't set anything i won't set anything in stone here but um but for anybody interested uh you may be seeing something from us at some point i feel like that determination is uh is gonna go a long way and we may get together sometime soon yeah i'm so excited to uh, every time getting a chance to practice with you guys is so exciting because mm-hmm. I, I i don't know anyone at my school who i i really don't hang out with anyone besides you guys who just know music so well and is so I can I can get along with you guys so well. It's so it's really hard to explain. Yeah, but yeah, I get it. I, I mean, I love all you guys. You guys are my second family. It's, man, but yeah, we we need to get together soon, and we need to do this. We need to release these songs. Absolutely. Because they they're awesome, man. They're Remember we. We took a little hiatus and then we came back and we listened to. I know we listened to Hermit and we listened to Deer and it just sounded. It's the. It was the same thing that we listened to last time, but when we listened to it again, it just. It sounded so good. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's interesting how time and patience can affect your ability to ingest something like. Yeah. Like, there have been tons of times where I've listened to a band or an album or a piece of music that, or it really could be any form of media. Maybe I, I don't know, play a, a video game that I'm not totally hooked into and I'm just like, yeah. eh, I don't know. Um, and then I just, like, I leave for, like, a month and then come back and then I'm just suddenly like, wait a minute, this is truly yeah. genius. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Actually explained that to me because I, I was talking to him about that that exact thing, and he was like, "You guys like should totally release it." And he was like, explaining that if you just leave something you're making alone, musically wise, like if you don't like it at first, just leave it alone and come back. It's gonna sound. T- oh wow, my speaking. It's gonna sound. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna sound so much different from yes. what you first listened to it, and he was also talking about 
because when I listen back to this stuff that I've been making with him, um, I listen back to my voice mainly. And personally, I cannot listen to my voice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm doing this episode with you, but I will probably not listen to this episode. <laughs> no, I totally understand. I cannot listen to my voice and singing back uh, singing back singing and recording and listening back I was telling him this and I'm like ah jeez like, and, I, and I asked him I'm like hey what do you like think of my voice and he he thought it was good and he really likes my voice but for me I feel like ah, I don't know I don't know if I like my voice and I asked him like do you like your voice and he looked at me and I know, um, I know teachers at School of Rock aren't supposed to cuss, but all he said was, hell, like, hell no, I hate my voice. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and he's like, no, I can't, like, when he was first, uh, playing with, uh, Ace Top 7, he, and listening back to, like, his voice, he said he could just not bear it and listen to it, but... yeah. He explained if you like record a vocal track, if you record something, and if you're not feeling like if if you feel iffy about it, just leave it, let it sit, let it sit for however long it needs to sit, mm-hmm. and then you'll come back to it at some point. You'll listen to it, and it it's gonna sound just so different. And that's exactly what we experienced with Hermit and Deer and all these other songs we I love to listen to uh, Wishful Thinking and uh, all the other ones I know Wishful Thinking was quite a long song and yeah. pretty a little complex but yeah for sure I, I totally agree with all that and I you know I essentially touched on a very similar thing uh, in my first episode here um, when, yeah. I, when I talked about uh, it was kind of a different situation, but with like writer's block, if you if you just get stuck when writing a song or something, like just uh, and you just simply cannot go any further, just uh, just stop and take a break, take a walk, take a breather, leave the song alone for a few days, a week, maybe even a month, and then when you come back. Something will have come to you, and you'll know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I—that's that's another like. I'm um, thinking of a word to use. Like that's another point, or I want to say quality, but anywho, it's something that I keep in mind and kind of implement when I write my music. Because I notice a recent that every. A, like every week I have my lessons with Evan and we add something new every week and it's gotten to the point where we don't need to really add anything else we just need to like work on some other stuff more like mixing and mastering but when I was writing and finding the parts I want for the song like I would write a part and Sometimes I'd write something and I'd be like, huh. I'd record it, I'd lay it down, I'd have it, I wouldn't delete it, and I wanted to use it, but I'd listen back and I'd be like, mm, I don't know. 
and then I wouldn't work on the song for the like whole week. But I for the whole week I've been I was man, I really can't speak. I'm stuttering so much. No worries. I, yeah. This is my first podcast for anyone who needs to know. <laughs> so yeah. No but, pressure. Um, uh what was I saying? I was thinking about the song for the whole week, thinking about what can I do, kinda like playing the part in my head if that makes sense and going back to it just just not working on it working on it for a week I listened back to it and I'm like wow this actually this works this sounds really good and that, that's why I can't like when I write music I, I don't work on it like every single day because mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna wear me out and I know I can kind of relate that to when formalities started getting the hiatus and we kind of started feeling like practices were mandatory we shouldn't I, I didn't I don't want anyone any of y'all to feel like that and mm-hmm. yeah so when I write music I don't like push my well I push myself to write music but I don't like force myself to write it every day whenever the feeling comes whenever I'm like ooh I want to write some music uh, that's when I do it because I feel like that's when the best stuff comes out that's when I really feel my best then sometimes if it doesn't sound good leave it for a week and hey sometimes it does sound good there have been a few times where I'm like eh, you know what I, I am going to do this and think of something else that always happens not everything you write is going to be the one thing you use but it yeah 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 it's 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 a it's way more flexible of an experience than than it than it comes off to be at times like you'll you'll realize at some point when you're trying to write things or create things you're like wait a minute i'm in control here <laughs> like yeah. so people forget that sometimes and it yeah. really is it really does make a difference when you realize that that you're the creator and that you can make the rules and everything yeah for sure um definitely though uh, i know i've been telling you guys i've been saving up for studio stuff mm-hmm. uh, i did I, I i told you guys i got my mac right Yes. Yeah. So, my Mac was having some issues when I first got it because um, it didn't want to. I'm, I'm just recording on GarageBand right now, but um, it didn't want to download GarageBand because it wasn't updated. It's a refurbished Mac, and I had to update it to the newest update for Mac or Apple iOS stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's called Big Sur. Sur spelled S-U-R. Um, and for the longest time it would not update no updates would appear you could download it like as an app but you, it wouldn't work and I was like do I need to return my MacBook and I was about to just buy Logic my next paycheck but I didn't know if uh, if it's not going to download GarageBand I don't know if it's going to download Logic so I was getting really mad about it and I opened my Mac one day and I noticed that like every time I open my Mac this little message pops up 
at the top right of the screen and all it says is like we want to confirm your email or something and I'm like okay this is always popping up so I'm just gonna confirm it real quick I clicked yes and right after I clicked yes this big thing popped up and it was like you can update to Big Sur and I'm like holy what <laughs> I was livid because I was trying to figure it out for like two weeks and it, all I had to do was click yes to confirm my email I don't know how any of that makes sense yeah. I don't know how confirming my email gives me the update but it did so but anywho, I got my Mac, and I've been recording. I got me that iRig 2 thing at GarageBand, and I can record um, my guitar through that. It's basically just a very small inter interface. Um, but GarageBand works great, honestly. For awesome. a free app, it, it's amazing. But whenever I um, get my studio stuff, which hopefully by the end of next year which would be nice hopefully before the summer is what I'm going for mm -hmm. uh, I'm probably going to be writing a little bit more than I usually do because um, I know uh, I've, of recent I've been like writing like once every week honestly like I'd have a night to where like I just really feel like writing music but just when I get when I have a whole studio to do so much more stuff I'm just going to be so more excited and so more creative and that's just going to get me more motivation to write yeah so. absolutely I've also been meaning to ask you um, since I got this iRig 2 um, it can re record guitar and bass a little while ago I sold you my bass <laughs> I was just wondering I don't want to buy it back but could I borrow it at times oh for sure yeah because recording bass on the like screen pad phone is kind of kind of weird to do yeah no feel free that's totally fine appreciate it thank you I think that's kind of funny that man I sold you the bass and now I'm like oh I need it back <laughs> yeah no worries I understand um, yeah I felt like I had something else to talk about forgot what it was though so I've, I've been rambling uh, no no worries that's what this is for um, <sighs> what have you been listening to Ooh, oh yeah I kind of wanted to talk to you about that um so, like always, I'm going to tell you this now. I'm still stuck on the new abnormal. Strokes. <laughs> God, so good. I, anyone who hasn't listened to The Strokes, who hasn't listened to Is This It, their first album, all of their albums, they are such a good band. <laughs> I love them to death. But, um, listening to The Strokes, um... I've found myself listening to the same stuff. Like, uh, I, I can't get away from the Strokes album. I'll always listen to that. Mm -hmm. But 
I've been listening to all the same music on my light songs. And yes, I love these songs, and yeah, they connect with me, and I hold them deep. But I've been listening to these songs for so long, so I've been trying to find something new to listen to. Ooh. Yeah, and I found, I just scrolled through Spotify, and I like looked at the stuff that was like suggested, like stuff I missed, or... Uh, similar things to this band or this band and I came across um, this band called Auto Heart they have an EP hold on looking at it right now it's got four songs what the heck it's called My Hallelujah and it's an EP I think you would quite like this band it's very I think it's very different from what I've been listening to um I feel like you you would be intrigued by it awesome yeah I just found them here cool yeah I'll check them out for sure yeah um I've also a little late but I've been listening to sorority noise mmm yeah <laughs> good stuff yeah and uh, have a nice life. I'm also listening to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I sent you. I I rem so things have changed a little bit on my Spotify end here. But I remember uh, a little while back I was making a, a 2020 release playlist. Um, uh huh. And it was, and I ended up, I think, sending you a link or something saying, if you ever want to discover new music, come to this. But then I realized that the playlist was not going in the direction I wanted it to. It sort of became this really messy cluster of, of like repetition and just, it was just too much. It, yeah. it got to the point to where it was like 400 to 500 songs, a lot of them repeating artists from the same albums and stuff. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like, nobody is going to sit through 48 hours of music. Um, and so uh, I decided to delete that playlist and I started from scratch. I took all of those releases that I touched on in the original playlist and limited myself to one song per album. Oh yeah. Um, so the playlist is almost finished here, um, the new one, uh, and it's still gonna be lengthy, but nowhere near as bad as the first one. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. I'm gonna finalize it on New Year's, and I'm gonna publish it and send it to all my people. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you should definitely send it to me. But um, I can send it to you early for sure if you want, um, because it's almost finished anyways. But it's probably gonna cap off at about 275 songs. Oh, that's honestly that's not that bad at all. Yeah, would, but... um, just under a day of music. Um, yeah. Sure. And uh, there's there's just so much stuff in here, Jace, that I think you would like. Some of it you might not like because this is literally yeah. my entire music taste. Um, but I'm sure, like, 60% of this playlist you're going to love. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely give it a listen. But what you what you just explained, that's exactly what I did. I, Because uh, I am listening in my liked songs, and all of them are, like, whole albums of the same artist. Yeah. And I'm just like, again, I love these songs, 
but I'm just like, man, I need something new. So I made a 2021 playlist and I just went through Spotify and just found something I've never heard, played it. And if I was intrigued by it, I would listen to it. And I found Sorority Noise and I found Have a Nice Life and Auto Heart. Those, those are the only three I listen to right now. I made this like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is I want to get away from listening to just whole albums. Uh, because right now I have um, what album is this? I'm not sure. Uh, Joy Departed. Those were already yes, yeah. Um, and then I don't know these album names yet. Just discovered these. I'm a little late. Don't worry. Uh, and then well, have a nice life. Uh, the album's called Sea of Worry. Mm-hmm. And that actually just came out in 2019. But um. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to listen to these albums and pick out, like, songs that I really like and add them to another playlist. And whenever whenever I finish with that, I'm going to find some other bands, kind of do the same thing. Because I don't want to, like, find tons of different songs all at once mm-hmm. and just force listen to them. Like, I want to connect with these songs. I want to them to have more of a meaning so I listen to them and ones that that just pop out that I connect with those are the ones that I save and yeah. hopefully by uh, by after a little bit I'll have a whole new playlist of songs that I just always want to listen to because I've been I've been writing a lot of music of recent I've been listening a lot of music to a lot of music of recent but I've just been listening to a lot of the same stuff yeah yeah, want to get away from it yeah I totally get the feeling it's good I'm glad that you're like sort of developing a system because I'm trying to do that too as well and like I know Spotify is so enabling to sort of allow you to just create this cesspool of music that you get lost in sometimes um and and yeah but this uh, it was so hard for me with this uh, this playlist to decide which song out of each album was gonna make it. Yeah. Um, it was like it took a lot of time for me to narrow it all down, but I truly just went m- with my gut and chose the ones that popped out at me the most. Um, and I'm I think before it's finished, I'm gonna go through and like do one final sweep and if there are any songs i feel off about i'll replace them with whatever i think they should be replaced with i mean Um, i'm sure you can like um, i'm sure i'll probably do it at times but because i'll listen to like a song by an artist just going through my playlist and i'm so into it and i'm so into the artist i'm like man i want to listen to this album right now you can listen to the album whenever you want but it's nice to just have a playlist of tons of different songs and you know mix it up and that yeah to- yeah absolutely and of course there you're gonna find ones on here that you are familiar with like there is a song from the new abnormal uh, yep. um, the, the but, one- did i tell you by the way i just bought the new abnormal on vinyl today whoa yeah coming in the 22nd i think i still need to get a copy yeah, I'm. I want to get some. Uh, 
vinyl record wall holders, you know, the ones that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to... I have awesome. big plans on decorating my room. Yeah, but, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, the song from the new Abnormal I chose was Eternal Summer. Ah! Um, <laughs> because, like, uh, I like all of the songs on the record, but that one just hits me, you know? <laughs> Dude, and you know the th that's so that song sounds so different from what they usually make. Yeah, it gives me you know it. I listen through it, and it gives me so many vibes. But right and when it up. right when it hits that like yelling section, <sighs> it reminds me of like Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Yeah, um, totally. With that, like I can't believe it. This yeah. is the eleventh hour. <laughs> it's just like it's really. Really floydy, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Ode to the Mets. I will vibe to that one always. Oh, the, yes. The one song that I have gotten bored of is Bad Decisions. Yeah, I can see that. The The one thing that keeps me a little bit hooked on Bad Decisions is how it sounds like a truly authentic new wave song. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how you could show that song to someone and tell them that it came out in like 1985 and they totally believe you. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> that, that brings up a funny story because at Taco Bell, we, this is stupid. We can't listen to earbuds. We can't have earbuds in. I got in big trouble for that for some reason. Ah. Um, and, but we can, we can have a speaker on. So, we take turns with the speaker but when i take the speaker everyone there their music taste is very um i wouldn't know too much about the music so i'm just gonna say rap mm -hmm. hip-hop it's very poppy it's kind of what modern music is now referred to a bit nowadays but when i play my music some people hate it, but I'll have some employees come up to me and be like, yo, is, are you, is this your playlist? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this stuff, but this stuff like sounds really cool. And um, I've given a few recommendations to some people. And I, I love when people can come up to me and like my music. Because most, most people don't listen to what me and you listen to what I listen to and mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I like to see I, I, I just like to see our kind of music taste be more out there in the world but yeah for sure yeah there's probably some other ones on here you're familiar with too I have um, um, I have Deadlines by Car Seat Headrest yes um, I like that one a lot um, but m I'm sure most of it, though, you probably either, you know, haven't heard of or haven't heard, or you have heard of it but haven't listened to it yet, because there are also some, like, not crowd-pleasers, but, like, albums that have been talked yeah. about a lot. I don't know if I've heard of Deadline, actually. Uh, that's probably my favorite song on their new record. Um, it, it literally just sounds like a Strokes song, but... <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it so much. Oh yeah, no, I know this song. I I don't I didn't know the name of the song. But... 
Yeah, Carsey Headrest's new record, I did quite like, but it, it was one of the ones that I, like, listened to so much, and now I just can't listen to yeah. much. Um, cool, Don't Cool Me Down, I love that song. Mm-hmm. That song, Martin and... Uh, oh, what was it called? I can't remember it. But... Uh, it's can't cool me down. Don't cool me down. One of one of those two. I'm trying to think of the other. One. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking through my playlist. No, no worries. I'll find it later. But oh, Hollywood. Yeah. That 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 one's pretty super upbeat from. The whole album, I it's, think. It's I a crazy like it. song, but I really like it. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, there's just a lot of stuff you'll find here. And even probably a lot of stuff you would never expect to see me listening to. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the, it's something I've been uh, opening up about as a recent... I say opening up like it's a like mortal sin. It's not <laughs> a big deal. Um, I totally get it. But... Um, but the the two the two new Taylor Swift albums are honestly amazing. Oh my gosh! Like I would never thought you would listen to Taylor Swift. It is so crazy because I I never truly despised her as an artist. It just wasn't my type of music, right? Yeah, I, um, I get that. And you know, I I've, I've only just recently been able to uh, appreciate like pop music and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it, she's not even pop anymore. She's like she's going like full like traditional folk music, and it's like oh, it's really really nice, and it's a really interesting change in pace from her usual overproduced sound. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there's there's like two Taylor Swift songs. One of them is a collaboration with one of my favorite bands, The National. Um, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, and but yeah, I, I was I think I was talking to my brother Blaine about that. I'm like, is it weird that I'm really loving the new Taylor Swift stuff? He's like, not at all. I love it too. I was like, awesome. <laughs> That's funny. I'll have to give it a listen. I'll have to give it a try. Um. But yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I think everything on the playlist is pretty appropriate. Every once in a while, there are like little taste breakers here, and or not taste breakers, like palate cleansers. Yeah. Um. So like in between a large cluster of really different and crazy songs, there's just like a really simple lo-fi beat. Oh. To, yeah. uh, to separate one group of songs from another. Yeah. Um. Just to clear your head and make sure you're not like. No, going insane. <laughs> That's funny. Man, I totally get that. Man, I'd love to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. I'll, s- I'll send it over to you whenever uh, I get a chance. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, the I, I think the original playlist I sent out is no longer available. I'm pretty sure I took it down. Um, yeah. And so. But did you like post it on Spotify? <clears throat> um, it's. It's public on my account. Well, actually, yeah, I, be- I believe this current playlist is like is just open to anyone, but it's just easier to have the link. I put it, I, I posted the unfinished version to a few exclusive music pages on Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
but um, I haven't posted it to my actual timeline yet, but I will pretty soon. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, Man. Hmm. Well, so what else have you been up to? <sighs> you know, not too much. Uh, I've been absolutely addicted to Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Oh, um, man. Lucky. Have you, are you playing it on the PS4? I'm on PC. PC? Um, which is probably good because I don't know if you've heard, but the console versions of the game are kind of a disaster right now. Yeah, I... So I have my PS4, and if I do get it, I know it's going to be really interesting because it's really made for PS5. And yeah. <laughs> the the graphics and everything might be a little crazy, but I don't really have enough money for a PS5 at the moment. So. Yeah, I would simply give it some time. Um, the there's there's been this whole scandal. It's not really a scandal. I think people are blowing it out of proportion. But the the company that made Cyberpunk uh, CD Projekt Red has been has been praised for such a long time as being one of the last remaining consumer friendly corporations in gaming. Uh-huh. Um, they you know they don't do they don't overload things with like useless microtransactions. They don't try to milk your wallets. They just they sell it to you firmly and they're like here's the flat price. And if you pay this price, you literally get everything. There's no yeah. catches or anything. Um, and they and they've been doing really well at just being, you know, consumer friendly. But just recently, there's been a bit of a hitch, and that was. Um, I'll try. I'm trying to say this in like the least technical terms possible, just so the view- listeners can understand it well. Um, the so normally, whenever a huge game like this gets released, um, video game journalists and reviewers will get early codes, um, so they can uh, early versions of the game, so they can play through it and have a review ready by the time it's out. Yeah. Um, and usually, AAA companies will just distribute those copies of the games to uh, every, all the journalists on all platforms. This time, however, CD Projekt Red pulled a really questionable move, and they decided to only send copies to PC reviewers and withhold copies from console uh, players. Um, a little sketchy. And so people were like, why are they doing that? No other company's done that. And we find out why. We find out on release that the console versions of the game weren't finished. Oh, um, and. And so they they didn't want word getting out right before release that the console version sucked because they wanted to make the most amount of profit, right? Um, it's all about money nowadays. Now, from a business perspective, they made the right move, but from a consumer perspective, they made the wrong move. <laughs> um, and so it's it's really hard for me right now to discern whether I still support the company. I do support them. But I do think it was a it was a bad move. Well, yeah. What's important though is that they have come out and acknowledged it. They they put out a, a huge message saying we realized that um, we we messed up. I mean we we realized that we withheld the console codes and we didn't let people review it and we 
withheld the true state of the game from you and we're sorry about that. Um, yeah. And they're like, we're going to do everything we can to fix the console versions. Um, and they've said that they're going to be releasing really huge fixes uh, going out until the end of February. They're hoping to have it all fixed by February. Wow. Um, and so we'll just see how things look in February. But um, yeah, there's there's just... I think it was a bad move, and it's a bummer that the consoles are having trouble, but I think um, people are just getting a little bit too toxic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be because there's this really f like threatening cancel culture being developed around the game and the company to the point to where there's a whole really massive section of the community that are just totally disregarding the game simply because it has technical issues. I mean, this reminds me of No Man's Sky. Yes, yeah, that good was, example. Like, they released it and promised so much stuff. And right. None of, and uh, something that I think is just kind of funny, they... The point of the game, if you were following, like, the main story of No Man's Sky, was to get to, like, the center of the universe. Yes, yeah. And supposedly, that was supposed to take a very long time to do for any player. Yeah. I think within a week, the first person got there, and it was just like, uh, and... But, what, um... It's Hello Games, right? That made yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky. They, uh... They, it, it's kind of taken them a while, but uh, they, it's, it's good now. Yeah, it's really good. I played yeah. it. They made multiplayer. They can do so much more stuff, and it's a lot more fun. But it really sucks when a company does that, like promises all this stuff, and it honestly really sucks that it had to happen with Cyberpunk because yeah. that was a really hyped game. There, there is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. There is a pretty, there is a difference there, though, with, um, not saying that your point is wrong, it actually fits almost perfectly, but the, you know, uh, No Man's Sky had tons of features put forward, and, like, none of that was really delivered on release, just the base package, um, and, uh, with CD Projekt Red, I personally think they delivered the game as it should have been they it just wasn't polished um yeah like because i've i've beaten the game twice now really yeah oh um, my god and uh i can honestly uh, i myself can tell you that it's the best game i've ever played oh wow really it's high praise but i believe in that um but there are other people who expected something else out of it, you know? There there will always be that part of the community that, that set their expectations way too high and then get disappointed. Yeah. Um, I think what allows me to enjoy Cyberpunk so much is that I wasn't a part of the hype train. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I first saw the game get revealed and I saw, like, all the trailers coming out, I wasn't excited. I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was kind of the same thing. And and then when it finally came out, I'm like, let's give it a shot. I'm, I don't really know what this is, but let's try it out. And I yeah. went into it, and I tried it out, and I was like, that was freaking perfect. But but That's then awesome. there's 
But then there are those people who, right when the game got revealed, they created this image in their head, and they're like, if the game doesn't fit this image, then it's done, you yeah. know? And in those, a way, yeah. I kind of did that, because when I was... It, I didn't hype for it all that much, mm -hmm. but um, I still wanted to play it, and I was really hoping there would have been a multiplayer, yeah. um, which I've heard different things about. I heard they might come out with an update later on with multiplayer. So, but, oh, my bad, you go. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, realizing it, because Cyberpunk is such a huge game, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are referring it to GTA because it's open <laughs> world and yeah. whatnot, but GTA is GTA. Cyberpunk is so... Cyberpunk is bigger, honestly. It's bigger, yeah, and it's quite different in its own right. Yeah, and thinking about it, it's going to be really hard to incorporate multiplayer, and that's probably a really high standard to look for in a game like that. Yeah, so the, the multiplayer has actually... The, it's tricky. It's been confirmed. Um, yeah. The developers said uh, quite a while ago that multiplayer was going to be a thing, but it's going to be a separate release. It's going to be a separate game that you have to yeah. launch, separate of Cyberpunk. That um, makes sense. And, they, and it said that it would come out like two years, maybe even longer after Cyberpunk. Ooh. And so that's a totally different like thing, and nobody actually knows what kind of multiplayer it's going to be, whether it's going to be like co-op or MMO or deathmatch, who knows. Um, yeah, I, personally, I'd love to see an MMO. Me too, yeah. Um, but, of course, we're likely going to see a lot of the expansions and the multiplayer get delayed because now the company is 100% focused on fixing the problems. Yeah. Um, they, they uh, Thankfully, they publicized their records, so they just recently publicized an investors meeting that they made with their management. Um, and in that investors meeting the developers said that they're prioritizing all of their efforts towards fixing the game before they add anything to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is good. Um, and they actually just released a, a the second patch to the game yesterday, and it fixed a good chunk of stuff. And that's awesome. That's so, good. I mean, this this sounds almost exactly like No Man's Sky, because yeah. that, they, they promised multiplayer, and it took them two to three years after it's released to finally get multiplayer so yeah but that but then again like no man's sky promised multiplayer on release cyberpunk did not promise that that that's true um, that is important to take in but yeah it, it is similar in the idea that we that cyberpunk may not meet its full potential until maybe 20 late 2021 i'm thinking yeah um but from what I've played, it really is a buggy mess on PCs, but it's nothing game-breaking. It's None of the bugs have stopped my experience. Yeah. It's just immersion-breaking, because it is the most complex and most realistic world I've ever seen. But every, but then when I see like a random character like T-Pose and then fly out of a room, like that's when I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, that's, <laughs> that really just took me out of it. Um, Imagine if that just happened in real life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's. I think it's fantastic, and I think 
I just think that um, the toxicity needs to needs needs to die down a bit, and I yeah, think, people don't need to be a holes. Yeah, and I, uh, this is a really touchy subject, but I have to say, it it could have been partially the consumer's fault that put CDPR in this position, um, yeah. mainly for the reason that you know after CD Projekt released The Witcher Three. Um, and well, just to sort of draw a connection, The Witcher Three released an absolute disaster. So, so people people have to remember that I don't think any of their games have released smoothly. So, it yeah, it'll be fixed yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, so people like Witcher Three released, and people were like, "Wow, this is literally like probably the best game ever created." Um, and like people to set this bar really high and said, okay, everything this company releases from here on out has to now surpass The Witcher. That's kind of, uh, I can relate that to music a little bit. Like, yes. Like, big people, big, big, like, how would I put them? Music management people that expect so much big things from certain artists and that's what I think kind of sucks about the music business a little bit mm -hmm. is because they, they expect so much so specific things but music is supposed to be creative and open and it's supposed to be someone's I, I don't know anyone who like doesn't listen to music who can't relate to music at all I mean but relating back to video games video games are honestly kind of just the same they're a form of art they're a form of creativity yeah. people work on these and game wise games are really complicated and take a long time to eat to to eat to make <laughs> yes <laughs> you can't eat games don't do that um, but in, deep down it's just codes ones and zeros and mm -hmm. it, it's complicated so people need to chill I mean I, I kind of get the fact that yeah they promise these things and like they hype so many people up and yeah. uh, I am going to say that that's kind of their fault for mm -hmm. setting the release date too early than what they needed it to be but yeah just give them time it'll you know, people need to stop freaking out about some things I mean, yeah for sure it's yeah i couldn't have said that better i think uh with <laughs> like they they made it clear in that investors call as well like the cd cd project management were saying that they were terrified of a fourth delay. Oh, um, yeah. They were like, if we delayed this game again, we were going to risk losing a huge chunk of our fan base. Um, but then that brings the question, like, would us would another delay been more harmful, or would a terrible release been harmful? You yeah, know, it's see, it's it's like rolling the dice. There, what's gonna have a, a worse turnout? If you got people that are freaking out about it, like. If you're going to delay it, people are going to get mad. If you're going to release a bad game, people are going to get mad. It's just let them make the game 
it'll come out. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Take some time. Uh, people in our day and age need to learn patience. Yes. Yeah. I, and that is something that I need to work on. That is something I feel like I've gotten better with. But patience, honestly, will solve a lot of things. You just have to have patience. Totally agree. Yeah. And and there's like people. I I really also want people to do their research into how exactly things went down within CD Projekt Red because it's not as simple as the developers just didn't care and they released it broken. It's not yeah. that simple. What happened was... Uh, what ha happened was... Um, uh, the... So, CD Projekt Red is split into two different sectors. Normally, with the usual AAA game developer, you have the developer or the studio making the game, and then the publisher that owns that studio or has authority over that studio. Yeah. And the publisher is always the problem. The publisher is always calling the shots. The publisher normally knows nothing about development, they just care about the money. Um, and, and so... The publisher is just like, yeah, whatever. We don't care how long it's gonna take you to make it. Just make it and release it now. And that's yeah, that's what I hate about this yeah business and, like that. Yeah, it's and so CD Projekt Red is one of the last remaining AAA companies that doesn't have a publisher or a parent company. They are their own company. Yeah, but they are still split into two different sectors that causes a divide, and those sectors are development and executive. Um, and so the executive side of CD Projekt Red was totally underestimating the complexity of the game's development. Yeah. And they kept pressuring the development side of the business to release the game, finish it, and release it. And the develop yeah. the developers warned them and warned them time and time again, if this releases now, it will be a disaster. Please don't do this. And the executive side eventually stopped delaying and simply went just to release it. That, um, that's that's crazy to me because yeah. People like that really do just think about the money and don't care about the outcome of things. And mm -hmm. man, like that's that's something that really needs to change in business of any sorts. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there's has to be certain deadlines for things, but just patience, man. It just all goes back to patience. Just have some patience in life. Yeah. But, absolutely and and like it was and uh, so as of recent the the management or the executive side of CD Projekt Red uh, has been slowly but surely taking responsibility for all of the the mishaps they had they they openly uh, admitted that they underestimated the complexity of the game and that it should not have been released when it was yeah um, and it's even, I don't know if you've seen this, but it, it has gone as far as to where um, Sony removed the game from the PlayStation Store. Oh, wow. Um, and, there, and there are rumors that Microsoft with Xbox is going to do the same. Um, and, that is be and that is because the game, like the, 
these uh, companies or the owners of the consoles have deemed the game literally not legal to be sold because it doesn't work. Um, and so they're they're taking it off the stores indefinitely and saying it will be added back whenever we know that it's playable and that you will not be wasting your money. They've also offered refunds to every single console player. That's good. I, I respect that totally. I'd rather have them do that instead of exactly like waste your money on a game that doesn't work. I'd, I'd rather wait, but some people would rather not, apparently. So. Yeah, and so now um, it's CD Projekt has a priority to gain the trust of their of their consumers back over the next couple years. Yeah. Um, and I think it could work because I mean, Hello Games gained our trust back. Yeah. And I feel like if CD Projekt Red plays their cards right, they fix that executive system. Maybe even get rid of the executive system. Um, just get rid of those higher ups and develop the game by yourselves. That'd probably be the best option. Um, really, honestly. And that's uh, why. Uh, yeah. So here's a kind of whole another conversation, I guess. But uh, thinking about that and thinking about it musically, because that's how I can relate mm -hmm. to it. Um. I, I'm a musician, and I know there's people out there who say, who want to grow up and want to be rock stars and stuff. And the dream for me would would to be is to play shows and go on tour. Like that would be a dream, but you can't always expect, you can't always just expect the big things. But say if that were to happen, um, I really want to try to keep it to myself like I know you're gonna get involved with music business and music business is crazy and is gonna screw you over and that's what I don't want to happen and a lot of it is because they take control of your music I don't I don't want that I just want my own creative control I want to release my music when I want to release it and people like it if people don't like it so what it's I don't know it's crazy but I, I definitely don't want a higher up person that's pressuring me to write something or to make something cause that's just it's gonna screw you over big time it's a lot of stress that a person doesn't need it, it's crazy and I wish business wasn't like that but yeah. those high reps care about money yeah and that's what we'll get it sucks it's been it's like all of that has always sucked and it's been like really hard for me to find other people who are enjoying cyberpunk as much as i am but i found just a few on a few on a few uh, pages in which I can talk about the game with someone without tearing each other's faces off. Um, That's nice. Uh, and uh, I have a few friends in my Discord server that have played through it as well that are also really enjoying it, so that's good to hear. Um, yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, what were you saying? Eventually, uh, like, on the topic of further guests, uh, 
for the listeners, or just in general, on the record, I'm probably going to end up bringing a lot of my Discord friends on episodes as well, (laughs) just because they always have interesting things to say, but nobody's ever heard them before, so that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, how long has this been going on for? It's like it's flying by. We've just hit the two-hour mark. Oh, wow. Um, if anyone's still listening, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. But yeah, um, I will... Normally, uh, I originally said two hours is like my new limit, but now that I have like... Now that I'm going to start doing guests, it's not a huge deal to me. Yeah. Because um, I've seen I've seen podcasts go longer than this before. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the conversations. Me too. Yeah. Um, and and I if I sound uninterested, I'm not. I'm just I'm thinking about a lot of things. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, Sometimes you might have heard me on like blank or just like yeah. Saying that, I'm like... I'm trying to figure out what's like a talking point here. <laughs> um, and. And also, uh, I wanted to make this disclaimer earlier, uh, when we were talking about, um, School of Rock instructors and stuff, um, like, uh, we didn't say anything, like, out of line or anything, but I just want to say, if anybody from School of Rock is listening to this, we love you, and we love everything yeah. you do. Very um, much so. If, if it seems like we're criticizing any of your teaching, uh, we're simply just critiquing it, um, and we understand that you know, especially as an employee myself now, I can understand that the job can be hard. So, um, you're doing everything we can. We know you are. And, uh, I doubt Julie listens to this, but shout out to Julie for holding our business above water. Julie, if you are listening to this, I would just like to say I'm so sorry for being late to my husband's <laughs> like five minutes, but mainly I'm sorry for overgoing our lesson time because like the past five lessons or so me and evan get really into recording um and we've gone like 20 to 30 minutes over sometimes and and i'm the last lesson they have and i'm sure julie wants to go so julie if you are listening i'm very sorry but i appreciate you so so much you are an amazing person yes Everyone at School of Rock is an amazing person and deserves so much appreciation and good in their life. So, yeah, yeah, That's- really. Thank you to everyone for bearing with us and giving us these opportunities for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for that place. So, me neither. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the. I wouldn't be the person I am if it weren't for like my first week at School of Rock totally changing me. You know, crazy. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met Luke. Formalities probably wouldn't have been a thing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You you probably. Gosh, I just started thinking about this. Formalities would have probably still been with uh, who was that drummer that tried to. Uh, the original drummer. The the original drummer. <laughs> Jake. I don't know. We. We, uh, there were, technically we aren't the founding members, right? Like, there was, you, you had a friend who wanted to get together, um, and this was before Taylor was in the picture, um, and it, I don't think it was Jake, but it was, we had an original drummer that just kept flaking out on us, kept saying he couldn't make it. Oh, oh, Brett. Yeah. 
We don't, yeah, we don't have to mention him by name, but like, oh. no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, but like, yeah, like if 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 School of Rock hadn't been a thing, Formalities could have been a different project, probably uh, under a different name, absolutely. with different yeah. people. I, I'm so glad what Formalities has come to, and if Taylor and Luke, if you are listening to this, me and Dane appreciate you two to the max. Oh yes. We, love you guys so yeah. much and uh, honestly i'm glad we aren't getting together like so so much because whenever we do get together we have so much on our minds we can talk about a lot of stuff we have a lot of stuff we can work on i know that i i'm excited and i, I hope we can get together here soon at least and maybe talk about releasing some of these songs yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Taylor and Luke, I will. If you're hearing this, I plan on having both of you individually on the podcast at some point, if you'd like to. Um, and then I was, I was sort of thinking, after I've had each individual member as a one-on-one, we can bring it full circle and have everyone on in one episode. That'd be so fun. Yeah. That'd be- It'd be super cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know yet how I will end up recording that, but I know I'll find a way. If we have to get together physically, we can do that or yeah. whatever works. For anyone who wants to know, we're recording this. I'm at my house and Dane is at his house. We were recording this through phone call, and yes. I wasn't aware of this <laughs> until five minutes before I was about to leave, and until Dane said. Hey, do you just want to call, right? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was getting all dressed up, ready to show up on like a, a physical episode and everything. Uh, that was so funny. Yeah, the dedication's amazing, and I would totally do that if it were easier. Um, yeah. Um. But but yeah, most I think most of the guests will be remote until you know uh, I find a convenience to be able to do them physically. Um, I also wanted to. Uh, put out a disclaimer that the the solo episodes with just me are not going away. Um, there, I don't know how exactly the release schedule is going to be. I may do like a an alternation technique where one guest, one solo, one guest, one solo. We'll see. But um, I definitely don't have enough guests in mind yet in order to fill an entire season of episodes. Um, I should also mention we're on season two now. Um, <laughs> so each se- each season each season is fifteen episodes, um, but um, it doesn't really matter. That's just how Anchor had set it up for me. Um, but the the episode will probably still show up as episode sixteen, regardless of what season. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So I'll there'll still be episodes with just me on the days where I do want to do just rambles and I don't have a guest um, but at the moment I have um, just about a dozen people in consideration as guests um, that's, so we'll just see where that goes alright one second can you hear my dog whining a little bit I'm just gonna let her in cause then she'll stop whining Tell me. this is the noodle dog we were talking about earlier bork 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 but anywho, sorry if I'm making a lot of noise. Oh, no worries. I don't hear much. 
Also, uh, for the listener, sorry if the audio is all over the place, I am doing my absolute best to mix this all properly. Um, we'll see how it turns out at the end. Um, but yeah, I think the levels are pretty pretty good right now. Yes. Your podcasts sound good. I'd, I'd, I'd say no complaints. Yeah, it was... Um, there, it's it's definitely pretty low maintenance in terms of like making sure the audio is all good. I just remember that um, I if I go back to like my old episodes, um, my voice sounds so weird because back then I was using um, I forgot what kind of microphone it was. It was a Corsair microphone, but it was really highly compressed, digitized like sound to where my voice sounded like it was going through a mono channel or something like that. And That's with- funny that you say it's Corsair, because um, I watched this YouTuber, and he's really big sponsored by Corsair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got good stuff. I'm using a Corsair keyboard right now. Corsair, if you want to hit up Dane. <laughs> Get that sponsorship going for sure. Um, yeah, but now I'm using a, a, a Sennheiser headset, which is a huge upgrade. That's good. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. man, all that equipment, like headphones-wise, thinking about all the studio stuff, so much money. Yeah, it's, it's a, like... Uh, gosh, financial stuff is tough for me right now because, like, I don't know, t- not just tough for me, it's tough for my, my immediate family right now um, yeah. because um, with, uh, with like, COVID happening, uh, some of our family members have stopped receiving bonuses or raises and stuff. Um, one of my family members is no longer employed, who used to be fully employed. Um, and so, uh, the money coming in is a whole lot less than usual, so, um, it's gonna be, um, a pretty low-key Christmas. I think every holiday so far has been really low-key and, uh, and just financially healthy, pretty much. No, I totally get it. I mean, COVID has affected everyone money-wise. I mean, I might be affected here soon with my job, um... Yeah, I mean, I hope it gets all better soon. Yeah, for oh. sure. The bi- the biggest hurdle for me right now is I really want to know how much my car repairs are going to cost. Mm. Um, yeah. Because it is still in the shop, and it looks like they're going to keep it over the holidays, but I hope not. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh... Speaking my... of cars... Oh, yeah? My, my car, I'm about to trash it and put a down payment on a new car because it, this car has come to its dying day yeah it's about to be gone but what were you saying yeah I'm estimating that my car my repairs are going to be upwards of like anywhere from 1500 to 2500 like it's a it's a huge margin but I 
I feel I feel like the reason it's been gone for so long is because they're discovering more issues than they than they thought they would find. Yeah, that's why. Because uh, I could totally take my car to the shop if I wanted to, but with everything that's wrong with it, I would much rather just trash it and save the money from the mechanic because that that can get pretty expensive at times and uh i'm I'm only 18 right now so (laughs) yeah we've we've found that we've like decided that if this if this uh time my car cannot be fixed then we're just gonna do some kind of trade-in or find a way to replace it um and that would probably be more cost effective than sending it back yeah um but then, like, there are other things. There are some things that aren't like urgent, but I really want to shell out money for. Like, I I really want to get to uh, upgrade my PC sometime soon um, because I'm currently running on mostly last generation hardware, which makes it difficult to run games like Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, unfortunately, all of the next-gen hardware is sold out right now because cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, is having a huge value spike right now. Oh, damn. Um, and so crypto miners are buying and scalping all of the good equipment and using it to mine cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, most of the upgrades aren't available right now, and even if they were available, it would cost me like around eighteen hundred dollars or something. Yeah. Um, ridiculous, but we all wish we were made of money, don't we? Yes. But I'm thinking about uh, actually buying an interface from Chase. Actually, he's got because he just got a new one and. Uh, I think I was just asking about his old one or he might have posted it on a story I forgot but he said he'd sell it to me for I think a hundred something dollars and I'll probably end up getting it because it's a it's a pretty nice one for that price that's cool yeah that'll be really useful yeah this (laughs) using this iRig to record is it, it it works, but hey, and then I could do a lot more with an actual interface. And I, I'm just waiting to get all my equipment because I'm gonna be so hyped and even more excited to write. Like, man. Mhm. Yeah, uh, it's definitely like a huge like booster when you accumulate a bunch of equipment that you can do a lot with and you're just like whoa so many possibilities and then you you just get really psyched up about all the creations you can put together with your new your new uh, equipment and everything yeah man i'm getting a little tired if i'm being honest (laughs) no worries yeah we've been going for a while yeah um and it's really flown by like wow yeah it really goes by I, I, I'm, I always have like some kind of timer nearby just to make sure I never go over because it's so easy to get to go overboard here yeah um, but we're about to hit the 2 hour 30 mark so I feel like it's probably a good stopping point yeah but uh, um, 
but yeah meet here soon but this has been really cool actually like this is awesome yeah the, this was video. amazing love um, the opportunity i i hope uh i want to hear dane and taylor or, oh well i hear i just said your name taylor and luke mm-hmm. i'd love to hear them on here and our formalities podcast would be so fun we should look into that but yeah, for sure. I'll definitely get in touch with them sometime soon and see what their schedules are looking like. It'd be cool to have them. Um, and uh, it was really good to have you here. I'm sure at some point after a while we can have you as a returning member because I know that just happens with podcasts. Um, just let me know. I'd love to do it again. For sure. Um but yeah, uh, thank you so much to everybody who listened. Um, once again, this is Jace Kimbrell here with me. Thank um, you. And he, uh, you know, like I said, one of my biggest supporters for sure. I wanted to give him the honors of being on here for the first time. I love this man. This Dane Bridges is <laughs> an amazing person. And if you ever get the chance to meet him, just he's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that is all I had to say. I told you that the solo episodes would not go away, yeah. Um, and this will probably be uploaded overnight, um, maybe even before, uh, it may be up as early as 10pm. Okay. Um, and, uh, I know you probably won't listen to it because we don't like our voices, but... (laughs) If my voice has been annoying, or <laughs> if my stutters or weird speech impediment has somehow affected you, I'm sorry for listening. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening. This is a huge new evolution for the podcast, and I'm excited yep. for all the guests we have coming forward. I'm excited too, just as excited. And, uh, yeah, uh, I will see you next time, and uh, thank you so much. Say bye, Jace. See you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. Stay safe, stay healthy, and see you next time. <laughs>